0: hi everybody hi everybody hi everybody and welcome back to the talking about the big stuff podcast with michael cole and matthew cravat i am michael cole and i am matthew cravat all right so a couple things before we get dive right in um sorry about the confusion with recording this week um Sarah and I went to Oak Island because Friday was our 13 year dating anniversary. We celebrate that. We celebrate that instead of our wedding anniversary because our wedding anniversary is her birthday weekend. So, um, so anyway, so we celebrate that every year. Plus, it's also a better time to get a rental Mm
1: -hmm. on Oak
0: Island in November than September. So, yeah. So I had been planning on on recording yesterday, and then. Tuesday, I get this email about a big boss from Europe coming in, wants to do lunch or wants to do dinner with everybody. I RSVP yes, I tell you and we schedule for tonight. And then yesterday around midday, I realized that that the invite was for next week and he's not in America yet. So after all that, it wasn't even didn't make sense.
1: Wednesday night, we usually go to um, wine tasting every Wednesday. We belong to the wine club at the wine bar, and that includes six individual tastings, so three couple tastings. So if we don't get to go the three times, we're losing money, on, you know, because the wine club basically it's prepaying for those tastings. more oh, or less. Yeah, yeah. Plus you get a, a bottle of wine, um, either free or at a serious discount, like up to like forty bucks is free. Anything that's more expensive, you get it. Just, uh, you know, you pay the the difference kind of thing nice but, um yeah so Wednesday night we like to do that because Wednesday night it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays but Wednesdays is when they have a food truck so we like to go Wednesday so it, you would like the food truck by the way because it was uh, a, a two genre food truck it was Portuguese and Massachusetts slash New England because that's where all the Portuguese in America live you know like it's real so like they were from Massachusetts so they have some Massachusetts classics kind of on their menu and they have Portuguese classics on them. What is a Massachusetts classic? Um, shit. I yeah, know. Like I don't know. I just know their website said. You know. What the was the name of it? Do you remember?
0: Um, I'm checking right now. Go to it's the probably like seafood Massachusetts shit, or it could be, like, it could be Boston like a, 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 baked beans, or Boston cream pie. Like, I, think like, I think it was like a clam cake instead of a crab cake. Yeah, clam cake, cream pie, same thing. Um, let's see. That's for the patrons. Oh, I got a good story for patrons Show while you're events. while you're looking up. The
1: name of the place is, is um, the portable Portuguese nice. p o p o r t u g i.
0: Yeah, if you're from Massachusetts, so you'd call it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it feels like a slur when they say it this way, but they say Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: say this is the this is the place. that's Portuguese.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so so on their thing, it said something about. It combination of New England favorites and uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at it. Um <laughs> like I'm um, so it's Portuguese, Portuguese, but there's a sloppy Joe uh, period again. Um Bafana and then like wicked Bafana. Look at that. Uh, a couple different kind of hot dogs. Mushroom Swiss meatloaf burger, Rocky Point clam cakes, Surprise. Yeah. I mean, the menu changes. It's a food truck, so it kind of changes each time, too. Cool. Like, yeah. like the, the menu is like, you know, clearly just printed like a Kinko's and like, you know, in different times you go. The menu's different depending on what they feel like making and what they get ingredients for. But nice. I, we've had food from them twice. I had a like a pork chop of theirs and then like a steak sandwich yesterday with a fried egg on it. Both were very, very tasty. Nice. And their peri-peri fries were super spicy, off, like spicy for me. You know, not each bite, but like trying to eat an entire thing of fries by the end. It's like builds up really hot. Yeah,
0: it's it's nice. Nice. That sounds good. I'm hungry. Yeah. So, so I'm <laughs> all right. Sorry. So let's wrap this up now, so, so we can eat. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. So, uh, so you know what? Food is my happy place. I was going to say it.
0: And that's partly why I brought up the um, the Oak Island. Uh, that's Sarah Sarah's happy place. Um, I like it, but it's Sarah's Happy Place. Yeah, the the beach in general is, would be Mother Beach's choice as well. I'm more of a mountains person. Yeah. Yeah. So, that it, listeners, if you haven't guessed, that's our topic for today is happy places. Um, I, because on, we're happy. My answer is going to be super douchey. Um, because you're but, a super douche. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all know it. A little bit
1: You've got to be a little less douche. Can you
0: be a little less douche? Be a little less douche. I'll write it back to a nine on the douche scale. Yeah, the douche. Yeah. Anyway, skadoosh. So my answer is that my happy place is the next place. I, you know, the next new adventure. Like I, I love California and I love Italy. I don't know that I would call them my happy place. Maybe, maybe California. I, I think part of it is, is that I haven't spent I haven't spent the kind of time you need to spend like you, you know, like we've, you go to a beach house and you rent it every week for every year. And you go kind of get, you get into that comfort, comfortable spot in a certain place, you know, like you get Mm -hmm. comfortable at home, you get comfortable in a vacation home, or even one that you rent every once in a while. When we go to California, we're on a mission to do a bunch of different things. And I've done several of those things several times, because I think I've been to California seven or eight times now. Um, but I haven't like just chilled out. I haven't like, you know, been like, oh, let's go rent a house at, or an apartment in Venice and surf all week or whatever. So I haven't had, and, and I would say the same thing with the Italy, the two times I've been to Italy, I haven't had a spot where it's like, this is, this is my content.
1: Yeah, I, I think for it to become a happy place. I, I think Sarah is right, you know, in her Islanders so you have to be a place you go regularly, and you have to go there yeah. enough that you have all these associations with it. As soon as you're there, or even thinking about it, yeah. and just one trip someplace. I mean, your imaginary Italy in your mind can be a happy place you go to in your head, but it's not the real thing. Right, the happy
0: place. It's just the the idea of it becomes one in that case. Yeah, I do want to get rich enough to make one of those places my happy place. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah.
1: Hey, California. Um, you don't have to be rich; just have to move there and live in some shit ass town, not in a not in the big city.
0: Yeah, yeah. And hear about, uh, this is why I'm going to move to Texas. Yeah. Let's see if we can draw a line around this city and make it part of Oregon, I and mean, then it's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, my 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 wife is similar to yours, and that beach is her thing. Like, she wants to yeah. be near the ocean. She wants to, even just in the middle of the winter, she likes to go to the beach and just, like, go, like, take off her shoes. And, you know, since we're in North Carolina, in the middle of the winter, you can walk out, usually, up into your knees in the water. And you yeah. To swimming. And that's her high place. I'm more of a give me a hammock in the, you know, out in a cabin in the woods where I get to, you know, even outside of my backyard, not bad, but I just hear birdsong and woods noises and smell trees. And that's kind of my relaxation. My, my, I'm happy. And it, you know, I grew up in New York City, but with a summer house in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania that's about a yeah. hundred miles away. And that's where my summers were. So my, my joy-filled summers as a kid was up in the mountains and the Poconos, you know, yeah. And that's that, that, So just that kind of experience brings me back to those days when it was just, you know, two months
0: of hanging out with my friends. You know. Yeah. Given that my now that I've heard you just say that my my parents had a place in New Hampshire. So to give you a little idea, it's in the woods in a little town you've never fucking heard of. But the front of their property was in New Hampshire. The back of their property was in Maine, and we would go Ooh, up. Yeah, well, I mean, Maine, the you know, because Maine comes down to like a sliver, yeah. So, it was more so of a, the west it side was. Sitting, yeah. I think it was a, it was less than a. It was like two hours from central Mass that we would drive up to get there. So, so that's it,
1: about what it took me to get to my house, which was about a hundred miles. So yeah, probably a similar-ish event.
0: Yeah, and so we would go up there, and one of the things that I always tell Sarah, and Sarah's been up there a bunch, but um, Logan had only been up there. When he was a baby, up until we went up for the first time since he was a baby in September, no, no, October, early October, um, I always would tell them like there is nowhere on earth that you sleep better than in that in in those cabins, and I don't know what it is. It's if it's the fresh air or it's the like the only sounds are like chirps and like like very like subtle subtle woods, you know, See? sounds see i
1: think that those sounds are something you need to be used to too though because when i used to bring new yorkers up to my house they couldn't sleep because of all all those weird noises all those birds and bugs what the hell can't you sleep and to me it was like i could sleep in the street sounds of new york and you know the heart car cars honking their horn and sirens in the distance because like that's background noise to me and i can sleep in the mountains with with crickets and and frogs and whatever else um but i know friends from either place, bringing them to one or the other place made them not able to sleep because that wasn't their background noise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I will, this will be a $10 patron thing. Um, now that we have a couple of $10 patrons, uh, if you want to become a $10 patron, you can go on patreon.com slash talking about the big stuff, or you can also just become a $3 patron. They get some exclusive stuff too. Um, and you can also be a $3, uh, subscriber on iTunes. All right, back to the to the uh to the non-patron feed. So anyway. So anyway. <laughs> uh, hey,
1: non-patrons, when you hear us say so anyway, you missed a good story.
0: Yep. Yeah. Honestly, work out the money. Yeah, it's it's definitely I, I think that while I I think what we've been, you know, we've been growing our our listenership uh, uh slowly but surely, but I think that um the patron feed has been getting Uh, really, really good. It's, you know, there is, there's a lot of good stuff there for, for patrons. So, and uh, as if we, you know, start getting some regular patrons in, we, we will, we can set new goals and stuff. So, oh, before I, before I forget, even though it's not really on topic, um, I've been taking place in, I've been taking part place. No, I've been taking part in national novel writing month. And I have written seventy-five pages in the last nine days. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty fucking good about that.
1: Very good.
0: I think my my happy place is probably my head when it's um, when it's in the right mode. You know, uh, I have a it's My brain and I live in
1: it. It's. Yeah. I have a question about your head and happy places. Yeah. Pour moi. I think one of the reasons I say like, we we have a nice little um, screened-in porch. I've got a nice little hammock that I have outside. So um, for me, like, in the evening, I can go out there and just close my eyes and picture that I'm in the mountains because I get the right sound effect in the background. So being able to visualize that brings me to my happy place. Even in stressful times, it becomes a, 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 a stress break. I've done it, like, you know, working from home a lot now. I'll go out in the afternoon, like, you know... At three o'clock, take a ten-minute break and just go sit on the back porch and just close my eyes and just listen um, and visualize my happy place. Um, for those who've been with us a long time and listened to a lot of episodes, you might know Mike doesn't visualize things. So, so how do you, do you how do you do virtual? Like you just said, your, your brain can be your happy place, but how do you do virtual happy place? Um, what 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 is the experience for who?
0: I think that it's that like the place isn't important when I get to that mental state. So, like, it doesn't matter if I am sitting here in my office or I'm on a bus, you know, headed for Nebraska. That's a weird. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. But it doesn't matter like if my brain is clicking and I get like a you know i've been this whole week uh, the last two weeks or the last week and a half i've been sitting in my car in my passenger seat for lunch breaks typing away um on my computer and like that's been you know like my passenger seat has been my happy place for a week because i'm writing you know what i mean and so like it's not it's it's just like anything else where i've kind of adapted to like i don't need to i i don't need to because i can't picture things um there is uh, there has been a slight breakthrough on the Aphantasia front. Um, yeah. I was intoxicated uh, recently and was closing my eyes and I was like, "Picture red, picture red, picture red," and I saw my I, it, it, the yeah. colors changed red. So,
1: so hey patrons, um, <laughs> I was just thinking, <clears throat> my being in the driver's seat a lot driving <clears throat> and then switching over to the passenger seat to be. His Happy Place. is kind of like jerking off with your left hand for a little bit of strange.
0: I'm not driving from the passenger seat, though. I'm just sitting there and in we're just the parking lot. Seats. Like, that's a driving seat. If I go in this seat, man, ooh, it's a little different. That's no, weird. the reason why, yeah. the reason why. I know your
1: laptop fits on your lap without the steering wheel. I okay. get the point. I can picture things, Michael. I'm just saying, it's like a little bit of strange. Have you seen the this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you from Massachusetts, not New York, making jokes like that.
0: Yeah,
1: well. Wait, 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 wait an hour. The other
0: one's coming down, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm very accurate in this joke, so I've been holding it up. Okay, <laughs> I'll find it. I'll, yeah. I'll... Actually, anyway, you Why did your thumb fall also? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fingers don't melt at ah, that, that melt temperature. temperature. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's $10. Look, hello, Bell's here to say hello. Say hello. Belle. Oh, it's a different
0: cat's butthole is, today. It's Belladonna. Oh, I remember Belladonna when I was like nineteen or twenty. She was real big on the scene, and she was hardcore. Yeah. So, and like Belladonna, pussy running around all the time. Has any of this episode been for the regular feed so far? We are mountains, s- beach. We're eighteen minutes in. Um. Anyway. I'll leave the belladonna thing in because who gives a fuck? Um, my leave my cat alone, pervert. Hey, I'm you're the one good. who wanted to lick That's, its butthole. No,
1: not hers. That's this is Leah's cat, Athena's my cat. Okay, I don't need strangers when it comes to cats. Like a we're gonna have to butthole. babysit a cat. We're gonna have to cat sit over Christmas time because my uh, son who lives in Charlotte, his best friend is moving to Germany and giving his cat to my son and his wife, and they're coming up they're going to Saudi Arabia for Christmas. So they're going to come here and drop the cat off. We already have three cats. So the cat's going to be like locked in the front room, like in our guest room <laughs> with its own litter box and food. We're going to be like, go in that room to give it attention while it probably hisses and screams back and forth through the, the French doors, you know, with the big, nice glass window so they can see the cats can see each other and be like, why is there a stranger? Why is there more strange um, in our house?
0: Yeah. So, one thought before I get on to the next thing. Uh, so Saudi Arabia for Christmas. I'm assuming that's just because there is time available, not because they yeah no
1: no holiday celebrations. Just they're you know they yeah. work for an American company that has time off on Christmas.
0: Yeah, been, that makes sense. I just didn't know because you know Christmas has become secularized a decent not in amount. in Saudi. And and but that's what that was my what I was thinking was that it yeah. probably hasn't in Saudi, but.
1: Yeah, we do not celebrate Christmas in any in any way other than to watch Doctor Who And there's a Doctor Who special, which there will be this year for, for the first time in years, um, and have Chinese food, you know, which started out as a reality of it's the only place you can get takeout, you know, back in the old days, probably other yep. places like Indian places and other ethnic places you can now. But back in the 70s and 80s, only Chinese restaurants were open on Sunday, on, on uh, Christmas Day. And now it's more of a fun tradition. Let's have Chinese food because it's Christmas. But we don't, Yeah. You know, we because my, neither my wife nor I have a Christmas background, like we're a mixed marriage of Jewish and Hindu, and mix those together, and you atheists. No, Hindu, you get atheist. No, it's
0: Hindu. Hindu. Uh, oh, know, that sounds Hindus, way cooler.
1: Yeah. I know. You little, need a little oil or your Hindus squeak. Um, yeah, so the kids grew up telling, like in I, school, they would be like, we're Hindu. And the teacher's just <laughs> like, what? They <laughs> have to explain. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so, Leah used to always, Leah was so cute, she'd always say, I'm not going to out myself as an atheist this year, I'm not doing it. And then whenever they did getting to know you stuff, she's like, I'm an atheist. One <laughs> the worst thing. So it was nice. like in seventh grade, I think she wrote a paper saying, you know, I should write a poem about herself. And she's like, I am this, I am this, you know, I am from this. it's like, I am from, I am a an atheist from Hindu and Jewish families, you know, something like that. <laughs>
0: So the, the next question, which was kind of, you know, related to Christmas specific well not Christmas specifically, but it kind of branches off from that is, do you, do you have seasonal happy places? Cause I think that's a reasonable thing. Like I think, you know, I, I,
1: not currently, but let me tell you a little story. Okay. Back when I first moved to North Carolina, I had a, an aching in my gut for new york city i miss new york all the time like the first 10 years i was here and i would get seasonal depression in the wintertime a lot and one of the few things that make me feel better was going back to new york i was able to go visit new york but not the entire state no no not even the entire city no no what i really liked was to go to to almost any point in manhattan and literally run down the street like to run through the streets of manhattan gave me such a feeling of exhilaration. And I, I still love that. Like that was like, I felt like I was free in New York city when I would just run through the city, you know, I'm not in good shape. So it was only two or three blocks, but, but that's all it took to really get like, I feel like part of the city and feel the, the rhythm of the city just by doing that.
0: Nice. So I am, uh, I, I'm not really into winter. Um, I don't love it. And I don't love the weather. I do not love the holidays um, I get kind of frustrated with the fact that we have to do certain things. Um, and they they all seem to in, involve being, you know, fucking cold. So, last... Uh, Sarah and I have been talking for years about we should go away for... Go, go away somewhere cool and new for New Year's. Because um, we can never skip Christmas. Christmas is not going to be skippable. We have to be with... Her family or my family are a little bit of both uh, to, to some extent on Christmas, but um, but nobody gives a fuck about New Year's, right? So, but like, there's, you know, you might get good fireworks, there's like cool things at certain spots in New Year's, so we'd been talking about it for years, and I said like, you know, we would dream about like, oh, what if we were in Disney, what if we were in Paris, what if we did this? And so, almost two years ago, we booked tickets to Hawaii, and uh, and I was like the reason that came up was i was looking i was looking constantly and i was like i wonder if these will be even remotely reasonable um around new year's because that would be cool and then you can use half your vacation in one year and half your vacation in the other so you're not like so you're splitting up your vacation time a bit and um so i you know i kept looking and finally google you know because you can only book a certain amount out on and so we finally get to that point in like February of 22, where we could book for New Year's ish, and it was like ridiculous. I think it was 12.50 for the three tickets, round trip, and I was like, "Fuck yes!" And now having done Hawaii, we were in Hawaii December 28th to January 6th last year, um, or joint January 5th. I want to do something like that every year. And that's not specifically the place, but I want to go somewhere yeah. tropical and warm right after we've gone up to Massachusetts and froze our nutsacks off um, because it's just so nice. And people, you know, people by February, January, February, beginning of March, people are like getting more into like, now I need to, I've been in winter long enough. But for me, by the time we get to, end of December I'm like fuck winter I'm done and so like I am already in that mode so we can go ahead of, ahead of the other crowds who are waiting till later in the winter and and doesn't have to be Hawaii I love I love Hawaii we're going back in March not in January but I do think like if I had the money and the time I would go away right after Christmas somewhere nice every year somewhere like warm weather nice every single year
1: nice
0: we for a long time did like myrtle
1: beach every other year christmas and it's not tropical obviously christmas by any means but it's usually like in the 70s you know yeah. so it was just pleasant and super not we do christmas to new year's like that week and it was it's super not crowded like half the places are closed but half the places are open and myrtle beach is all places you know like it's all it is so, so yeah. there's plenty of you know you know, oh, half the breakfast places are closed, but that leaves only one thousand breakfast places to go to. You know, and um, yeah. but it wasn't crowded. Was the key? It was like you can walk around and you know go to the shopping things and actually hang out and look, and you're not busting people shoulder to shoulder like you are if you go in August. You
0: know. Yeah, I when I was in Massachusetts, this is before I met Sarah. Um, I had a friend that I worked with at at Verizon. And he went down one time with a couple friends to Myrtle Beach for, like, a long weekend or something. And um, he went to the strip club. And basically, like, he was... to uh, see guys
1: or girls? Girls. Because yeah. I, I had a guy friend, like, a guy from high school friend who stripped um, in Myrtle oh. Beach. All, but it's the guy. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, this guy was, like... Cool. This guy was 30, had never really been in a relationship. I think that he was likely a virgin um cutting you know like
1: the very first it, but
0: he but he um so went virgin. nice
1: Organ transplants.
0: for a second i thought you were just saying like he's a virgin so he must be cutting and i was like that's a dark no. joke okay no i um,
1: just prefer i prefer weird al to madonna
0: yeah so sexually, anyway, so
1: sexually musically she's better but yeah
0: so he so anyway he went down went to the strip club Fell head over heels for the stripper, and I, I, he would like always be like, "Hey, can you drive me to the airport?" And and I'd like, so I would drove him to the airport. Over the course of a year, I drove him like five times. And I'd be like, because he was well off. And I'd be like, "Where are you where are you going he this time?" Hadn't like, being Beach. on a date in thirty years. Myrtle Beach, and yeah, that's true. Uh And he and I'd be like, well, you know, like why are your friends going? And he goes, no, 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 I'm just going to see. Uh, and then like, like he were, would say her, her he would say her name and i'm like dude that's her stripper name you don't even know her real name and he's like i know what it is. i know what the relationship is but like i like her and, I, and i'm like, like it's never you know, going to be you have
1: clubs here local you can find a girl local that you can go spend money to stare at i haven't been to a club there but i can't imagine south carolina is full
0: yeah it's true although yeah it's funny a couple of years ago my uh acquaintance friend used to be my friend i would say that we've kind of not fallen out but we just don't like talk at all anymore but a few years ago he was saying um we were talking about like states and i was like you you guys would love it down here in north carolina and he goes if i was going to live anywhere in the country it'd be south carolina it's the freest state and i was like i mean except for like they're trying to do stuff with abortion laws and like there's so like every law that you can think of it's like Every law that Republicans don't like that you can think of that that is a freedom thing, so like including the right to get naked, uh, yeah, like nope, South Carolina doesn't. You looking it up? Yeah. I'm curious. You find in pictures?
1: No, there is full nude, according to this. I'm having kind of like a, nice. a Reddit thread where someone's saying on King Street, you know, you take a pick between a cabaret where the girls are in tops and bottoms. There's another club with other bottoms only, and there's one that's full nude. The bonus of the full nude is it's bring your own beer, or BYOB, bring your bottle. They're open to 4 a.m. Huh. I once went to a club for a bachelor party in Maryland that was BYOB, and it was because the way the laws work that if they served alcohol, they couldn't have full nude. Mm-hmm. But, they were to let you, but they were allowed to let you in with alcohol and have full nude, so they charged you a cover of, like, $12 2 dollars Coke drink tickets that you yep. did not have to redeem, but then you could bring a case of beer in with you. So, yeah, like, like,
0: Rhode Island had something similar, so and I wonder Col- if something Colorado like had something similar. Yeah, because North, know, Cal- North
1: you- Carolina has some laws around alcohol and like, um, uh, no to. and not the nudity part, but like sexual acts. And like the joke was, like, you can have if you have a strip club where they serve beer, they could be dancing. But like if they if they served alcohol, they just would dance. If they didn't serve alcohol, they can play with their boobs. You know, they can touch themselves in a sexual way. And we used to have my little comedy club, you know, thing like 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 strip club time, and everyone be doing this. And they go, oh oh, alcohol, tobacco controller here, and everyone would switch to doing their arms instead of their hands, cause so it's not sexual. One of our comedy gags because we were
0: funny. Nice. Well, it wouldn't have been an episode about happy places without, without talking boots. about strip clubs. So, yeah.
1: so here's uh, here's my 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 strip club happy place story for the day. When I turned thirty, my wife sent me to a strip club. We may have talked about this before, but yeah. um, but my birthday is November first. Yeah, it was last week. Thanks, everybody. Um, and I texted you. You did, and uh, we we rearranged our record dates around it. But um, uh. It was Halloween night that we went out. Like, we went out Halloween night to my birthday, became, you know, at midnight. And we, when we went to the strip club, it was like costume nights. All the girls were in costume. And the girl who, the first girl who we saw dance when we got there was this gorgeous blonde dressed all in pink. And she was dancing to Barbie girl. So, since the Barbie movie came out and Barbie girl was playing like everywhere, that's my happy place. So I go right back to that dancer that day. It may be. A, that song. <laughs>
0: That song came years out years <laughs> ago, but it comes right back into my head. Yeah, that song came out when I was a pubescent teenager, and so like, you can dress, you can uh, mess my hair, undress me anywhere. I'm like that. There's yeah. a little bit of I saw, like, mm-hmm. so to
1: me, that's like purely a stripper song because I saw that, that stripper <laughs> dancing to that. So there's only sexual connotation to that song for me.
0: My first time going into one of those uh clubs, um, I was eighteen and my my friends I was the oldest of my friend group. Um, so I was probably like eighteen and a half <clears throat> and we went in and uh we went in and my and we get in and there's a girl on stage dancing and the song is uh you will not know the song, but it's all oh, you ladies pop your pussy like this, don't stop, don't miss and it's uh my neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. And I 100% that's a stripper song, but I like have it on my, like, I have it on my. My Logan's bedtime fo- playlist. <laughs> yeah. No. And when it comes on in the car, Sarah's like, skip. it," And I'm, I'm like, okay, but if he's asleep, we, oh, you ladies pop your pussy like this. All right, let's tell some. Let's tell some. Um, let's talk about some the mainstream stuff. So we actually have a, a full a feed for the actual uh, the people who are just listening and not not contributing money. So if you ever had a
1: stressful week where you just said, "Screw it, I'm taking off a, a long weekend or picking off next week and just going to a happy place? Like then we're going to the beach. We're just going. We're going mm-hmm. to mountains. We're just getting out of here."
0: Yeah, absolutely. We do. Sarah and Sarah will do that a lot of times. Um, Get away from it. She'll have a long week and she'll be like, well, let's go to the beach. And I'm like, come on, you know, because because it, we it's not inconvenient to go to the beach here. But it is kind of like if you don't have if you're not packing up to to go overnight, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to be in the car all fucking day.
1: Yeah, we've we've done the we're getting up at six tomorrow morning and driving to the beach, having breakfast at the beach, you know, with breakfast at 10 or whatever, you know, at you know, the beach. Depending on which beach you're going to, obviously, and spending just a day at the beach, having lunch somewhere, catching some dinner, and then driving back home. Yeah, Never done that because my mother just needed a day at the beach, or even worse, she was craving calabash-style seafood. So I want to go to the beach. Like, well, there's a good place right here on Highway 55. No, 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 I want it on the beach. Let's let's go. I want seafood on the beach. Going to the beach to have fried shrimp. You know, on the beach. Nice.
0: Nice. Nice. Oh my god! So the other day, Logan asked us to play the the most annoying song we could think of. Aiky Breaky Heart. I don't think Aiky Breaky Heart's that annoying. I think I think that it's become too much of a joke. It's a pretty good song. Um, it's good if you're line dancing. If you're not, it's just a fine song. but okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, so I, I put on play I, that song, that achy Breaky song. I put on Tub Thumping. And we get to like, I don't know, three out of four minutes or three out of five minutes. I don't know. It's way longer than I remembered. And it's just, uh, I get knocked down and I get up again. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, this is. I want a a whiskey drink. I like that song. (laughs) Yeah, it's good like once. But then, so I played, we played it for him and he's like, this is annoying. Yes. Because he was excited about that. And I was like, you want another? I said, I love this song, but this song's annoying too. And I put on Ice Ice Baby. And you know, I know every word to Ice Ice Baby. But I also know every word to the Jim Carrey version from In Living Color. And I was like, uh and I was and I was like telling Sarah, I'm like, is it bad that I I haven't seen that sketch in like probably close to thirty years and I can still do all of it. Like <laughs> when when's it gonna stop? Maybe never. I become richer with every endeavor and mix it like Curly and Larry and Mo. Whoop, 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 whoop,
1: I am not a fan of the modern-day Dennis Miller, but when Vanilla Ice was musical guest on SNL, and he did Ice Ice Baby, of course, because that was the hit, and yeah. they went to commercial, they came back from commercial to Weekend Update. And, you know, Dennis Miller's Weekend Update used to start with music playing, and the dancing Statue of Liberty, that kind of like grooved, whatever the music was, comes back to, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and the thing is, named dun, dun, dun dun And then as the camera zooms in to Dennis Miller, Bowie's voice comes on. Pressure coming down on me. And the audience goes nuts. And he's there tapping his pencil, and he goes, in Bowie great, place goes nuts again. And he goes, you know, you could re-release that song today, and I bet it would go to number one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was cold. When you know, that ice is backstage right now. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen? There's an interview, and, and I think Vanilla Ice has. has
1: His went bump, bump, bump but a bum. Ours went bump but a bump, bum. bum
0: yeah. Every time I watch that clip, I'm like, I literally don't hear the difference between what no, you're talking like, about. You're playing a recording of the song. It's not it's like you have a band
1: playing it live. Which
0: I, I gave them these two pictures to to to, to find the differences. The corporate wants to see the same differences <laughs> in
1: these two bass runs.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. So Dennis Miller, I think um I I, I I've seen clips of him on Saturday Night Live. And I think here's the difference. I know that it, it probably feels like he's a Republican now, and that's part of the problem. And he's
1: an arch-libertarian, not even a Republican.
0: Yeah, but I think the real problem is is that he used to have comedy writers, and he doesn't anymore. I genuinely think that, because I don't think he's funny. I think his delivery works if you have genuinely funny people writing for it.
1: Well, he, all, he was also... Yeah, I mean, delivery is really big for him, because he wasn't as original a creative or... or Watching his career, but as improvisational as he seemed because he used yeah. to have a talk show and we watched his talk show and he made the same obscure references all the time it's yeah. so like the first time someone says something like well i had a dream and he goes okay kikway like wow what a deep cut a moby dick dream reference but the third yeah. time he says it you go oh that's just what he says when someone mentions the word dream like it's yeah. not nearly as creative as it seemed like or it was creative the first time i guess but it's not witty. It's just, he's, this is my response. I carefully scripted this response for this situation.
0: He's a sarcastic NPC.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's playing Skyrim. Yes, I don't get to the Cloud District. Goodbye, Dennis Miller.
0: Anyway. So, we have probably seven minutes of usual podcast. No, we talked um, plenty without the sex talk. Not my fault yeah. that you fist people on the beach. What the hell? That's your, your problem, not mine. No, no, no! You misunderstood that story. I am the one getting fisted. Uh, I—that's why they call you Mephisto. Yeah, and they like to, and she she likes to work it she? really far. Sarah. Oh, who else's fist was going to go up my butt? Just the people you uh, met in the bar. And then, and then they work me like a puppet. And they go, "I'm a little meat puppet."
1: Oh, then they get mad at you if you don't say it at the exact right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And when they get mad, you don't want to know what they do. It involves rubber bands. Well, it's good. It could be worse. They could just do this. Oh, my God. This is a 100% Patreon exclusive story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was... My friend uh, got married a while back. Mazel tov. And, uh, they're already divorced. And Mazel tov. She, And she's remarried. Um,
1: Mazel tov.
0: However, at her first wedding, uh, she had some of her friends from college, and I had met them at the bachelorette party. Then I met them. Could you at dancing the... at
1: the bachelorette
0: party? No, but I was. I, it, she's my friend, so I was there. Sarah and I were there, and um, then we met. Then we saw them again at the um, what's the thing that divorce uh, party? Rehearsal dinner. Okay. And, and then, so the night of the wet, and then this is the night of the wedding. And so we've, I've now hung out with these women three times and I am pretty, you know, I'm like on a pretty good, like party basis with them. Right. And we're, we're at the wedding. We go to, we go back to the hotel to like the after party at, in the lobby of the hotel, like in the like lobby restaurant of the hotel. And we're hanging out. And one of the girls men- mentions that she's a lesbian. And I. 100% have no gaydar. and but, but she was like the one that we were like really open with and like hanging out with. And I said, hey, I got a question for you. And so I'm not drunk at all, which would make this story better, but I'm not at this point. Uh, my friends, the the bride, her father is seven feet from me. Um, but I said to her friend, um, hey, I got a question for you. She goes, yeah, what's up? And I said, have um, you ever... Do you, like fisted or been fisted and have you like done that and she goes yeah all the time And i was like great because i got another question for you and she's like what's that and i said well let me just explain but like you know when you watch porno like with porn you can tell what's going on in every other sex act except for fisting because f- there's no like internal thing i can't see like what's the hand doing in there I was like, "Are they working like a pot? Like what?" And she, she's like, "No, you can you can't really open your hand. You're just doing a lot of this action." And uh, for listeners, because th- there's no video feed for Patreon, so like uh, it, I just was like moving my knuckles, undulating and, like, those knuckles. Yes, uh, and she starts describing it, uh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And she goes, "And you got to make sure you have short nails because if you mm-hmm. have long nails, and I was like, there's internal bleeding.' Oh, okay, yeah. So,
1: so once upon a time there was a major hurricane here in the the triangle area of North Carolina. And uh, some friends of mine had no power in their townhouse. And uh, so this is their story, not mine. No names will be used. And they, um, one of them, one of the couple had a sister who was a lesbian, but was not home and their home had power. So they were like, go to Mark, go stay at my house. You know? So, um, it's, she and her partner weren't home. So the family went there and the kids are sleeping like in the living room or whatever. And the, um, my friends start going through the sister's video collection and they find porn and they're like, Oh, real lesbian porn. Let's watch lesbian porn. So they pop this video on and it's kind of an instructional video and it's a British woman. And she's saying something, you know, forgive my memory 30 years later, but something along the lines of, you know, um, there's lots of things you can do when you're together. Like you can use toys, or you can, you know, use your fingers, your mouth, and you know, if you're really into it. And then uh, for listeners, she lifted her fist up in front of her face, twisted her hand back, light, and said, "That's a good hard fuck right there." <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so that became a catchphrase amongst uh, our, our friend group for a long time. You just wave your hand, and it's go, a good hard fuck right there.
0: For a little while, Sarah, 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 Sarah likes the movie uh, Borat, and she would quote the where, "the the man who put the rubber uh, fist in my anus is a uh, is a homosexual." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. Um, when we talk about anti semitism, I have a
1: Borat story. We gotta wait till we get to that topic.
0: We could, yeah, we can talk about that next week if you want. Actually,
1: today is Crystal It would have been a good day to talk about it. <laughs> and I, I feel having... like. Lunch Saturday with a friend of mine, who for years he would say he wanted to do crystal knock jokes in our comedy show. It it came up once we had a reporter watching us rehearse, and I was like, okay, I need a social interaction or you know event. And for some reason, this friend went crystal knock, and then he looked like, oh my god, what just came out of my mouth? And we look at the reporter, and the reporter looked shocked. And thankfully, the reporter was friendly because in his um, article he wrote, as crazy as the suggestions get in the show. They're even wilder in rehearsal, and like that was the only reference to it. It wasn't bad, but after that, it became a running gag that he was like, "We should do Crystal Knock in a show. We should do it in a show." And then one day, um, this time of year, I would I asked the audience for a suggestion of something they look forward to this time of year, and the audience says holiday parties. Okay, so he goes out and um, he's like busying himself. Another member of our group goes out. She's, she like looks like she's hanging a uh, banner. And she goes, well, Mr. Smith, I hung the banner. And he looks up. He goes, happy Kristallnacht. Looks good. <laughs> and there's like scattered laughter and then some weird shuffling in the audience. And it's like, I'm guessing some people thought he meant Hanukkah and don't know the difference. Like most people didn't know what it was. And then my assistant director, I'm the director of the troop, We're backstage. and We're performers. But he turns to me and goes, okay, Jew director. How are you gonna handle that so um, i walk out on stage as if i'm holding a bunch of flyers and i'm like mr smith mr smith i have the flyers for the party the showers are dry but the ovens are hot oh. and i was like gotta yes and fully embrace it and it's like well yeah. the jewish guy came out and did the joke now it's okay to laugh everybody you can be anti-semitic now." here but, and then
0: we did a, i think that the, the, the correct crystal knocked joke would be a, a crystal knocked knocked joke
1: yeah. But then uh, the theater did uh, Diary of Van Frank, so they had Nazi flags, and he was always like, can I have the flag when you're done with it? Can I have it? I want to do a lock party at the house one day. I want... And his wife was like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, I'll only invite people who know it's ironic. She's like, No, no. So um, they're in town. They moved away, but they're in town this weekend. So we're, we're going to eat together. And I just realized like this afternoon, oh, wait, I'm going to see them. And it's crystal Okay. <laughs> There you got yeah. patrons. They're anti-Semitic joke for the day. Not a joke, it's a story. True story. True story.
0: Yeah. That will one hundred percent be cut from <laughs> yeah, the Over fees. Ten dollars. Ten dollars and up. We're gonna have like three minutes. Though. We're gonna have three minutes of That's feed. The five shekels and up feed, right, that one. Oh, shekels. Heckles for shekels. <laughs> That's the name of this week's uh, scathing. Um I haven't listened to scathing yet. Oh, the the um, diatribe's good. i understood diatribe's good. Although it's hard to tell because diatribe last week was so f- I was crying driving from the gym to work last Thursday because I didn't know that he had, had a heart attack, and so I just I always put on the the diatribe on my way from the gym to work because it's like suddenly it's Eliot tribe. It's the perfect. It's the perfect amount, and they said something that like in the Eliotribe tribe, and I don't know. Jack shit about what's about to happen and then he's like So those are you on
1: Facebook know.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like so uh Noah had a heart attack and I'm just like holy crap and uh I was I was like yeah. it was tough. Yeah, if you were on Facebook then you knew he was home already before it was released, but yeah. Yeah. Alright. So So happy places. Um I really got this. Was I think it's trying to wrap point. up. It's trying to wrap up, baby. Well, let's. We don't have. We do not have a full I, show. I've got another
1: call in seven minutes.
0: Okay. Well, let, all right. So let's start wrapping it up. What okay? more is there
1: to say about happy places?
0: I'll just leave some. I'll leave some of the the bad shit in. Uh. <laughs> get up to like guess the close to the punch, the, the
1: bad stuff, and stop and say and do a voiceover that says, um, the rest "And of then the story she put to her, her Patreon." It <laughs> the video in. Uh, and all right. for the rest of this story get the patreon
0: feed <laughs> yeah all right so thank you listeners for listening um that was great of you we appreciate it very brave if you if you are watching us on the youtubes please hit the like the subscribe ring uh, that share bell it for ring the bell for notifications do all the shit you know what you know what to do we've you know been yelled at for 20 years uh, or 18 years since, <laughs> since youtube started do that stuff If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a subscribe uh, or sorry, give us a a review. If you want for three dollars a month, you can subscribe and you can get a good portion of the uncensored version. the The ten (laughs) dollar version is just kind of like some of the ten dollar version is is real wild, but the three dollar version is uh, is a good balance of the stuff you love and chaos um, uh, in a good way. So for those of you on YouTube, check out jets, chaos, my brother's
1: jets football station. A yeah. Bit of chaos for you.
0: And then the last thing is if you are listening on other podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, whatever, they all have their own different thing. You know what to do. Hit the like, the subscribe, whatever buttons they have. If you can give us a review on those, give us a review. If you can give us a thumbs up, whatever they have, Please do that. It helps us. And and try to make sure, even if you're not listening, try to make sure that it's downloading every week. Uh, It's helping us if you do that. And by helping us, we can actually make better content for you. So,
1: Yeah, and frankly, you you can go and create an iTunes account and go on iTunes and rate us, even if you don't use iTunes to listen to the podcast. If you're listening on some other app, you can still go on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Yeah, absolutely. That's what
0: I do for the podcasts I like. Yeah.
1: Not this one. All right.
0: Yeah, no, not this one, because I don't think you listen to this one. So, um, all right, Matthew, you got anything? I got two things, one. One for um, normies
1: and one for the Patreons. For the normies, hey, thanks for coming by and listening to us talk about the big stuff in your happy place. And for the Patreons, hey, thanks for listening to the big stuff in your happy place, because it's a good hard fuck.
0: The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.